Woohoo! Welcome to A Cream City Dreams. This is going to be a big one. The podcast where we <laughs> shine a light on Milwaukee women who are living their dreams, living with intention, creating beauty and joy. Today on the podcast, we have Tia Richardson, community artist, muralist, new children's book author and illustrator, documentary producer, here to talk about painting murals, creating peace, and and bringing community together. If you've driven across Milwaukee through town, no doubt you have seen her artwork, whether it is the Sherman Park Rising mural, the mural on the COA, on Burleigh, Black Cat Alley. Oh, under the freeway downtown. Yeah, that's a newer one. I don't think I've seen that one in person yet. Yeah, the Milwaukee County Courthouse, Locust and Fond du Lac, El Rey Food Mart, Silver yeah. Spring Neighborhood Center. Oh my gosh. So you've seen Oh, them. and on Val Phillips, too. Next to the Black Holocaust Museum, there's an old school that's got a big mural on it now from her. <sighs> Just so many. So yeah. many. You can't not see Tia Richardson. So hopefully this interview will shed a little light on how she got started. I really hope people see the big picture with this one. And maybe see themselves in it, too. Yeah. We're going to have to step back a little bit to take this whole interview in. Yes. I'm hitting a wall with these metaphors, Shelly. <laughs> That's it. I hit a wall with these men. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so instead of painting a picture of who Tia is, let's hear from her. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I also have to apologize for my... Do I still sound just a tad nasally? I don't think so. Okay, good. So it was your idea to have Tia on the podcast because you had met even before she was... Or you met her outside the art context, right? You met her in another yeah. program? Yeah, I met her doing racial reconciliation work in the community and learned she was an artist and kept in contact with her for several years. And when I had an opportunity to create a mural at the cathedral uh, where I worked, I called her up because she is an artist who does beautiful things. Let's hear from her about her art. I worked with several nonprofits that partner artists with schools and that helped me find a way into the classroom. And that, that was because I got laid off from my first full-time job out of college, which was in graphic design. So that was in, back in 07. So mm -hmm. I started doing artist residencies because I couldn't find full-time work. And it wasn't something I wanted to do. I, I had shied away from it, but I had friends tell me who were dancers and musicians and uh, artist educators. They had been telling me about this route for years. And, and I dismissed it because I never wanted to be a teaching artist. It wasn't something that interested me because I didn't like individualized instruction myself growing up. And I didn't, I just didn't, wasn't interested in that. So when I got laid off, I tried different, different routes and, and came up with the idea to do murals because it was a way that I thought would be easy to get a group working together in a classroom without having to do their own thing. And it would be cool and it would be fun. And so I did that. Um, it turned out to be um, challenging in different ways and in other ways challenged me to discover or you, I would even say, apply certain skills that I had come across with. One of, one of them is um, restorative justice. And so just the whole circle, mm. um, mm -hmm. the whole circle practice and all these things I love about holding space, I got to figure out ways to incorporate that into art with groups of people. 
So I, I found this way into kind of like community art therapy, just organically mm. over the years, working in classrooms and different community settings where I had the chance to work with everyday people. And I just found that I love it. And I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. It was really interesting for me to see that the place that we met wasn't art related at all, but yet contributed to where she ends up going with her art uh, with her work, with her art, her artwork was, is definitely in the realm of racial reconciliation and healing mm-hmm. and pe- peacemaking. Uh, and um, that's the context in which I met her was in, in that context, as opposed to in the art world. So that's just, it's kind of fascinating to hear her story about how she ends up becoming aware that she's a community artist. That wasn't something that she knew she was. Right. Even when I met her, she was in the process of becoming that. Yeah. And it was both the opportunities that were presented to her along the way. So the nonprofits that she found in the community that were doing these things. And also, I think she said she took a trip to Detroit where she learned about, oh, a community artist. That's a that's a thing. That's a vocation. Like UWM even has a certificate or a program that that you can get yeah. to become a community artist. So I think it was, yeah, it's interesting, her journey. Yeah. And and to me, the, there's something in that to learn about trusting your intuition and, and doing things that are meaningful or important or interesting or fun to you, even if you don't know how they fit into the bigger picture of mm-hmm. your life. Doing murals is so interesting to me because it's huge, right? And I asked her about this in the... In in our interview, I was like, how do you, okay, so you're a community artist, but how do you decide you're going to do something so flipping big, right? Like a wall, Sherman Park Rising is huge. How did you decide to do that? And I just loved her answer. I did not, I did not decide. It came to me and I had to decide if I was going to do it or not. Oh, so they, they, they said, we have this wall. Here you go. Yeah. No, I started in a, like one of my first murals was with the Boys and Girls Club and it was a small wall. So I went from canvas to, okay, here's a wall. You know, how do I make this work on a wall? So that's the experimenting part. Mm. Um, So scaling up, it did actually over the years, I just kept getting asked to do more and more things. And the, the beautiful thing about it, you know, I just found how willing people are to share what they know. So like different teachers whose classrooms I was in, um, shared classroom management skills, other artists um, that I, I could reach out to to ask, you know, just how to project something onto a wall. And that's the beautiful thing. It's like, <clears throat> it does seem so big. And how, how, how am I going to do this? I was afraid I couldn't do it. I was afraid it was too big. So what I'm finding is when I can open my mind and be open to the possibilities and kind of put aside the assumptions I have about people and about our community specifically, in Milwaukee. I think I shared that in an essay I wrote about the Sherman Park um, experience was that, you know, I saw that people actually want to participate and they they do care and they want to be a mm. part of something bigger than themselves. I guess to answer your, your, your question, that's how it works. I, I don't have all the answers or know how to do everything up front. Um, I know how to do what I know how to do. And then what needs to get done, I either figure it out or find a way to ask for help. And I, and I, over, o- over the years, I've found that I can trust people and that people can care. 
and and um it can get done that way it's so evident that the the service of the work is this big picture that she operates out of you know this isn't about her and her ego and her art as much as it's about her gift to the community so that the community experiences joy and that sense of belonging and creating something out of nothing all that beautiful imagery or those that language she used was just yeah so inspiring to hear absolutely yeah and just her definition of of success you know what success mm. is when she's finished was just beautiful not about her not about her, the accolades that she gets or the handshakes with the mayors or you know all that stuff that she's getting but that's not ultimately what her what defines whether the project worked. That is my measure of success um, is how the community responds to it. So when I see participants and they, they've come and they've, uh, they tell me all kinds of things they see in it. They all see something different. Again, there's multiple perspectives shown at once in the art. That's the beautiful thing about it. They can each see what they want to see. And, you know, people tell me one, one person told me they saw their whole life story in a mural, which wasn't my intention, but yeah. that's okay. It's just a random person who walked up, you know, they say how it makes them feel calm and, and relaxed while they're painting. They look at it afterwards and they, they say it feels, I remember one woman saying it felt like um, the mirror was giving her a hug. Mm. <laughs> um, they see that they're not alone. They see that others can care uh, in their community so if you go on her website, you, I mean, she has a plethora of work on her website and there are so many things that she's done that she's documented. So you can see all the the process there. But what I thought was interesting is because we have this firsthand connection between the two of you, where you actually work together on a project to talk about her process a little bit more through this example might be, might be the most helpful for our listeners. Um, I, I remember Tia, when we, when we all a project at the cathedral. Was the cathedral before or after Sherman Park? I think it was after, right? Yep. Yeah. Because I, what I witnessed during that project was like your mind was so open. It was such a joy to watch that whole process. So you interviewed all the people, all the stakeholders at the cathedral. So parishioners, people who came to the cafe for lunch, people who worked there, volunteers who came to give of their time there. Like you listened to people talk about what was meaningful about the cafe. And you were just so like you were taking it all in and then you went away and you created and processed images and you came back and said, here's what I'm thinking. And it was like so much more beautiful than I think any of us alone could have done. And it was like, we understood ourselves more because of the images that you created. Mm -hmm. It was just so magical. So I, for me to hear that, like, open mind being the, the like, having that open mind, mm -hmm. that I witnessed that. It was, like, magical. It is. Okay. And so let's go to this. Oh, my gosh. Because this is the thing for me. <laughs> People, like, this is the thing for me. We're creating something from nothing. And how do we do that in a world with 6 billion different perspectives? And we each have our own perspective. How do we get anything done? If <laughs> how are we going to work together mm. if we've all got so many different perspectives? You know, and and then seeing that response, like yourself, the the eyes opening up, the the light going on in people's eyes, the joy, you know, people saying how 
how it brings out the good in them. It It's this, we all want to belong. We all want to be heard as human beings and participate as part of something bigger than ourselves. We're all parts connected to a bigger whole. So it's, it's being able to listen to people so they feel heard, create space for people to express themselves freely and offer people a, a way to share multiple perspectives with mutual respect. So art, for me, it's an avenue to express caring and it demonstrates and gives me hope and confidence that we can do this in our city and in our society, that despite our differences, we can work together for the common good. So the art demonstrates that. And maybe we don't realize the power of our potential and our capacity in that nature. Mm. And that's what moves me. And I think you know this, Shelly, because you work with people um, and, you, and you hold circles and space for people. And so when we look at um, like all this, the structural inequities in life, when we look at the, the natural ups and downs of life and the stresses in life, a lot of that natural curiosity and wonder gets buried under, under those layers, things yeah. that children have naturally. And so what I find there's a, you know, there's, there's a depression around that. There's a lack of confidence. There's a sense of powerlessness, sense of hopelessness in that. Um, And so by having this avenue, people can find that they can be creative thinkers in this process. What it does is offer people a chance to acknowledge their challenges, think about ways they or others can help make those better, and then get outside of their brain and into their mind to imagine what the future might look like as a result of those choices. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I have such great memories of watching people in line at the cathedral. So Megan, the, the mural we did there was where people wait for mm-hmm. lunch. So it was like the line and it was just this empty, dark hallway that we were like, you know what, when people are waiting in line, they should be looking at something beautiful. And, and so when people were waiting in line, they would like jump in and help paint mm-hmm people would show up early so that they could help Tia, you know, like she's going to be painting today. Let's help her. And I remember being so nervous. Like I wanted to move the line, like while she's painting, people should have to wait somewhere else so that she can have her space and do her thing. And Tia, you were like, no, no, let's just set up some barricades and I'll make sure people know what they can and can't touch. Mm -hmm. And, and there was, and it was such a beautiful thing to Ah, I think about it. I'm like, oh my Isn't god, it so wonderful. yeah. These adults, you know, who are coming to um, the the food pantry and they're waiting, and it's so that's what's so touching. And then they the care, mm-hmm. like they they care about right. that space. This is a space they mm-hmm. participate in. They see something being done to it. They're grateful. They they want to be a part of it. They want to. Be part of but, it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's that there's a pride. That's what I meant by this natural good goodness it brings out in people when they see something yep. transformation like that happen in, in their space. Mm-hmm. They slow down. They mm-hmm. they they are careful. They it's the opposite of what we expect. And so that's kind of like what I've learned to embrace and trust and kind of lift up. And I want to see more avenues like that in our society, you know. Because mm-hmm. that's what that's what it brings out in people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we need. So cool. Uh, God, so cool. It's recognizing how every part belongs in some way. And you know, it's not figuring out if it belongs. It's 
what about it contributes to the bigger whole to make it better. Mm. So that way it's not exclusive. And so when someone brings something to the table, it's looking into that uh, piece to see how it helps or is a part of the bigger whole. So I, so I've created a template, a design template. If you look at my murals, you can see moving from the challenges to there's a transformation that happens to a brighter, how, how do we want this to, to be better in the future? And so the murals show a direction forward. And so through the process, through those three steps I outlined, we are moving in a direction. And so I look at the images to decide how they shape that direction. So they tell me how they want to move into the future. And I just create the art around that. I was curious, and we can start wrapping it up, but um, does anybody, when you do the community paints, ever botch it up? Like, do you go back and like fix it or... Are you like, what what are you doing? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have, uh, I've had, I have three-year-olds and like (laughs) two-year-olds. I just, I give them really small brushes and big areas. Yeah. They might walk by the line, but you can't mess it up. I tell people this and kind of having that freedom to just paint, um, I think is helpful for people lower their guard and, Mm. and enjoy it because I go back and, and do finishing touch-ups to help, you know, so the final product you're looking at has had some touch-ups added to it. And, okay. and so it's painted in layers and uh, the acrylic paint is very forgiving. So you can paint over something just like that. That's how it works. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. That would be hard. Like <laughs> That's part of the workshop too. I tell them they don't have to worry about the big picture and how this is all coming together. That That's like my job. Mm. So, so, you know, um, everyone has a part to contribute. And so if we're each um, enjoying our part and doing the best we can, that's what, oh, that's the beautiful thing too. They're, they're trying so hard. You can look at their concentration and it's just beautiful to see them holding that brush. And I see this with young teen boys too. They just drop into the space. That's mm-hmm. beautiful to watch of like, so careful. And they, it's and careful. There's, they care so much about that what they're doing and that energy goes into the painting that confidence that focus that sense of power goes into it it's really beautiful to watch it's, uh, it's it, it is like a flower blossoming i bet oh my gosh uh, yeah and then her book it was so fun to hear that writing a book was something she's been doing since she was little, you know, when we think about dreams, you know, what are the dreams that you had when you were little writing a book was one of hers. And over the course of several years by saying yes to different things, it led to her publishing her first book this year. So tell us about the Mm -hmm. book. Okay. So books are not new for me. I've been writing and illustrating stories since I was little. It's, it's Mm -hmm. one of my dreams was to become an author. And so this is my first children's book that you know from a life of drawing and illustrating children's book but the story came out of a residency that I did uh bookmaking at Milwaukee Center for Children and Youth mm. they work with youth who are in the foster system and it was a program and was trying to find a way for them to create a story that they could put themselves into so the book is called Caring All Around Me and um from my perspective people have all kinds of ideas about 
what love is. And so there's this kind of, you know, we say, well, we, well, we got to love each other. You know, if we want things to get any better, we got to love each other. Well, people got have all kinds of ideas about what love is. So I chose the word caring because there's a common understanding of what it looks like and what it means to actually care. So there's three things that I believe are kind of um, principles that I keep coming back to. And this also ties into like what keeps me going. And that's um, respect, appreciation, and acceptance. Mm. Those are like three pillars of like what love actually is, what it means to show that and express that. And so if we can think about those three things, it, it might open up a lot of doors as far as, you know, how that might show up. So in this book, um, it's about a magical journey through a garden of possibilities. And the character Mara had found difficulty in her life relating. And so through this journey, a whole new world is opened up to her full of potential that she can embrace. And so that's about all I want to say about the book, you know, the story that kind of sets the scene, I think. How do people find this book? Uh, So people can go to orangehatpublishing.com to order the book um, in hardcover or paperback, and it'll be on Amazon and a lot of the online retailers and also my website. So cosmic-butterfly.com, which will just link you back to Orange Hat Publishing's website. And in our mini sode on Friday, we'll hopefully have some opportunities for you to engage with her book uh, in the local scene. Mm -hmm. Make sure you get your copy wherever books are sold. I don't know, Shelly, do you see the big picture after this? Uh, there's a whole lot of beauty out there i know that and in our city so everybody get out there and go see her murals you can find tia at cosmic-butterfly.com she's on the socials at cosmic butterfly design instagram facebook check her out her website really is curated with lots of resources films and murals she's done and a link to buy her new children's book that comes out or will be out by the time this airs so be sure to get your copy of that hey maybe our listeners could take pictures of themselves in front of tia's mural and tag us tag us to tell us you heard about her on cream city dreams yes Thank you so much to Tia for being on our show, giving us her time and for this gift to our community for beautifying our city, bringing people together, loving on our city. Making something out of nothing on dark, dismal walls. Yeah. Get out there and see her murals, people. Yes. Boom. Are you loving the podcast? Oh, we hope so. If you are, do us a favor. Like us on all the socials. We are on Facebook at Cream City Dreams. We are on Instagram at Cream City Dreams. And tell your friends. Share our links on your socials. And maybe most importantly, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell them how much you love us. And if you're feeling even more generous, you could buy us a coffee at the link in the show notes. This podcast is a labor of love, by which we mean we absolutely love creating it, but it's a heck of a lot of work. So if you want to throw us a couple bucks to buy ourselves a coffee, or honestly, if we get more than a couple bucks, possibly some better editing software, we would not stop you. Have we mentioned that we have seven kids between us? So we're pretty much up early before the kids wake up to put this thing together. So coffee would not go amiss. Show us the coffee. 
And hey, you know some woman doing something inspiring in Milwaukee and you think we should interview her? Please drop us an email, creamcitydreamspodcast at gmail.com or head to our website. Let us know about her. And if you see our guests in the wild, be sure to let them know you heard about them on Cream City Dreams Podcast. And as always, thank you so much for listening. It is a joy to connect with you here. Yes, you're helping us bring our Cream City Dream to life. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Thanks, listeners. We love you.